Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where we brave scanning the net to find all the deep history and lore of cyberpunk. I'm Toasty, a fixer that's new to Night City with a desire to jump into the details of this gritty setting. And I'm Genesis, an old school media tech with a love of character deep dives. Together, we will bring you the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future. We've got incoming. Let's Delta. Welcome back, Jooms, to another episode of the Cyberpunk Lorecast. I'm your girl Genesis, and with me, as always, is Toasty. What's up, dude? Oh, let me let me get like let me just throw out the mic again. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You can get that though. That's fine. I just had to for the memes. Uh, I'm good. Um, you know my. I just got done with the D&D session where we expended a whole deck of many things. So, you know, uh, vibing. Story's crazy. Uh, how's your Phantom Liberty playthrough going, though? Uh, I haven't played it. Oh, okay. I haven't had much of a chance to play Cyberpunk. I'm still going around and just, ch- I I still have to talk to Takamura. Oh, my God. No, I get it. I, Talking to him, it just progresses the storyline forward so much that I'm just like... yeah. I will say, I still have half the gigs to do in Haywood. I I haven't done any gigs in the Corpo uh, section, and haven't done any gigs in Pacifica. uh, And I am already like halfway through, um, like I'm like at forty nine and a half street cred. My gosh! So so I'll be at fifty probably before the Haywood gigs are done. Yeah. To be honest. So. Uh, I have gone through Phantom Liberty twice now. Well, okay. So I went back to the save right before a key decision. And I went the other route. And oh my god. One. Both endings are intense. And very, very different from each other. And I was not expecting it. You know, I was, I had no idea what I was getting into. And I, I'm still kind of reeling from it. Uh, I don't know where to go next. It's great. Yeah. I don't know. Start from scratch and do it all again. Mm, I could. I very, very much could do that. So, yeah, I hope your next Phantom Liberty, or I hope that your cyberpunk run goes smooth. And uh, for you out there listening, I am so ready to talk about this. Uh, So if you want to hit me up in the discord, you know where to find me. Genesis with a J uh, more than willing to talk about it. We can spoiler it in the chats. All right. But before we move on to the more news of the future, let's continue our conversation of the past, which is also technically in the future, uh, but also in the past of the games. Let's play Wibbly Wobbly Space Time uh, and go back to where we left off. 
go back to where we left off last week, right after the fourth corporate war, which uh, brought us up to 2025. We pick up there into the recovery phase of Night City. Bringing the full force of her military and propaganda resources to bear, President Elizabeth Kress decided to paint a lurid picture of Arasaka as an evil foreign megacorporation run by a madman who wanted only the destruction of an American city in the pursuit of personal power. Uh, Arasaka's charters to operate in the Noosa were immediately revoked, its members and board were declared terrorists, and its assets either seized or driven offshore. Now, the big lie pushed forward by Militech in the U.S. was that Arasaka themselves had blown up the corporate center of Night City in an aerial area denial attack to stop Militech from seizing control of the Arasaka Towers. The truth is, it was never formally decided on who had triggered the explosion. In the public's eye, the reasoning for the nuclear detonation was never uncovered either. Some believe it was Militech's overzealous desire to crush Arasaka, while others believed it was an area denial weapon set off to protect the Arasaka Towers. So, which corp was it? Did they do it to themselves, or was it somebody else? Well, the truth will be revealed eventually. Despite all the political play, President Kress showed little to no interest in helping Night City recover. Rude. Much as previous presidents during the collapse had done, she wrote the city off as unrecoverable and offered sanctuary in the new United States to the surviving refugees. There were two reasons for this. First, with the resources of the Noosa already stretched to the breaking point, there were few options left for her. Second, the American president saw this as the perfect way to bring the wayward free state of Northern California back into the government's control. Night City, however, resisted the rule of Noosa. Resist. Resist. All right. Let's move it a little bit further uh, to the rebuilding era. This is a huge chunk of time from 2035 to 2069. Now, roughly 2 million people in the greater Night City area were left homeless due to the bomb, either directly or because of the flooding from the liquefaction of the city's foundation. Liquefaction. 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 Do, you, do I have to look up definitions to tell you that there's differences? Are, are they are they two different words? If they are, I will accept that. Uh, so, a liquefaction takes place when loosely packed waterlogged sediments at or near the ground surface lose their strength in response to strong ground shaking. So, specifically, a process that involves that liquefaction is the turning of something into something a state of matter into a liquid. I believe. How do you spell liquefaction now that I'm thinking about it? Oh, I found it. So, yeah, and liquefaction is for when th- something transitions from solid and gas to liquid, solid or gas to liquid. So, okay. The soil did not become water, it just got shaken up a little bit. All right. Vocabulary with toasty. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I know that the, I knew that there were two different things, but I. 
No, legitimately, I did not know that they were two separate words, and I saw that, and I thought liquefaction, but it is actually liquefaction. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, the liquefaction of the city's foundations, which, as discussed last week, were built on fill and sand. I think that's the best idea, but again, I'm not a construction slash land surveyor expert so whatever well i mean obviously it's not a good idea i mean okay not I mean, many places are going to get hit with a nuclear bomb and cause this kind of thing that's why I, I can't say for sure because the reason that it got so fucked up was because of a nuke and like honestly speaking everything's gonna get fucked up because of a nuke so like right knows? but this is also california home of the earthquake okay not home of but they get hit with a lot of earthquakes and so that's i could true. also see that kind of Home of the San Andreas Fault. There you go. I'll tell you that yes. one. That. That's right. Is it the San Andreas Fault? Yeah. Okay. You're closer. I was... <laughs> Doesn't mean I know California, but yes, <laughs> it does sound right. All right. So the survivors then fled into overcrowded tent shanty towns in the surrounding suburbs of North Oak where Carrie lives, Westbrook, Pacifica, Haywood, and South Knight City. But soon enough, it was obvious that something needed to be done quickly. The remnants of the Knight City government and its citizens turned to outside resources, calling in old markers and favors from a wide variety of people, including nomad families, small corporations, and edge runners. Recovery was led by the Aldecaldo's Nomad Clan and their allies in the StormTech Corporation. With a lot of experience in city rebuilding due to the Chicago project, StormTech and the Aldecaldo's were uniquely equipped to construct extensive temporary housing from shipping containers and afterwards formocrete modules brought in by rail and sea. Firstly, though, the ground needed to be cleared to put up even these rudimentary, rudimentary structures. Now, formocrete. I searched this and I could not find it. I think it's actually a Night City specific word or like a cyberpunk specific word, but I can't find like what it is. Uh, so, hmm. Obviously, it's something to do with like concrete. Yeah, it's not. Hmm. Yeah, because I think whenever I looked it up, it didn't explain it either. And it's not a real word, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm curious if it might be in the cyberpunk rulebook. Maybe there's one chance there. Formocrete. It's mentioned one time in the book. And it's specifically talking about the formocrete modules that the Aldecados brought in. Right. Yeah. No, that's the same research I did today, too. And so cyberpunky futuristic material stuff that has maybe a concrete basis to it. I'm assuming concrete if it has anything to do. I'm wondering if it's like moldable concrete. Oh, like some sort of like thing where you can like form it into a structure like easier and then it like solidifies okay i don't know that's my guess based on just the word and the two main words that make up said word so 
So neither of us know, but we definitely have our guesses on what formal Crete is. Most of the central corporate zone has been destroyed, including the government buildings. The wreckage was far too vast to dig up and cart to distant landfills. So the survivors used bulldozers and jury-rigged battle tanks to shove the debris into the bay. Yay, because polluting the water is what we need. It don't seem like a great idea, but you know what? As we know, in 2077, the water's real bad, so, oh well. Yep. Nightcore offered generous rewards to anyone willing to help clean up the crater of radioactive rubble at Ground Zero. I'm sure that's fine for the water. Yeah, the water, the people, anything living there. Oh my god, radioactive rats. I'm... Mm-mm, no thanks. That's They have those in Fallout New Vegas. It's true. Rad rats, rad roaches, rad everythings. Both the corporation and the city council claimed that casualties were kept to a minimum, while at the same time, they didn't provide official statistics to substantiate said claim. That sounds about right. Much of the night city's inner neighborhoods had already been razed to the ground in the ceaseless battles preceding the fall of the towers. So the wreckage became the fill that new mega buildings and old cityscapes used rise again, once more ready to challenge the smog filled skies. Yeah. So like again, it's not fill in sand. It's, it's just just the rubble of the city that once was. We're just going to build on top of it. That seems, you know what, like a great idea, honestly. Sounds like a better idea. This is sarcasm. That doesn't sound like a good idea at all. Right. I was like, none of these options sound good at all. But whatever, you know, it's, it's whatever. Welcome to Night City. Many of the city of dreams. Many of the old districts had become a part of the new combat zones, and the original heart of the metropolis was still completely devastated. During the time of the Red, an ad hoc loose grouping of states known as the Pacifica Confederation, which we've talked about on a couple of different episodes in the past on our trip around the world. Uh, was occupied, restoring much of the infrastructure lost to the war. They allowed Night City to continue as an independent city-state of sorts, granting it to the granting it the opportunity to become a free trade zone within the Confederation, as well as becoming an entry point for the rest of the world that did not want to deal with the U.S. in any way. <laughs> By the 2040s, most of the cities in the Confederation had city nets and data pools, thanks to Ziggurat. By 2045, Night City was still in the process of rebuilding. This ongoing rebuilding period cemented Night City's relationship to the outer world. Abandoned by President Kress and the new United States, Night City had no intention of ever going back into their failing fold. At that time, there was rampant speculation that the Nusa government had used Arasaka as a scapegoat for the nuclear detonation 
obtaining with this the opportunity to slander the corpse reputation. It was at some point in the early 2040s when the truth was finally unveiled. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. We get to talk about the media. Again? Yeah, somehow I went through this very quickly, but still managed to secure that for you. <laughs> Trace Santiago, a young independent media, managed to obtain information about what truly went down in 2023 writing several exposés and books about the Fourth Corporate War and the Time of the Red. With this story published, The Big Lie, the deception, created by, mm -hmm, the deception created by President Kress to blame Arasaka for the AHQ disaster, completely crumbled. This publication backfired spectacularly against Militech and the Noosa, driving Night City to realign itself with Arasaka rather than the United States. I like how you read that in like your media reporter voice. I tried. Despite this, many night citizens still believed Arasaka was responsible for the nuke, or at the very least, they were responsible for the incident as the corporation was the reason the war reached Night City, since the metropolis was Arasaka's North American center of operations. After these revelations, opinion was very divided with many hating on Arasaka while others preferring to see the return of the Asian corporation rather than submit to the federal rule of Noosa government. Resist, resist, resist. That's all yeah, I can problem. think of. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Quick couple of things here. As for the EEC and Soviet Union, Night City Council considered them pleasant trading partners as long as they didn't disrupt the harmony of the city. On May 4th, 2063, the Avian Extermination Act was approved by the city council after a series of zoonotic disease outbreaks, eliminating all birds within 18 miles of the city limits. Personal pets could be kept though. Progressively, most of the animal wildlife in NC disappeared too. Now what are all the kitties going to hunt? They can't hunt birds anymore. Um, you just feed them canned cat food, I guess. True. I mean, kibble is kibble. Yep. And during the mid-2060s, the Pacifica project was approved. With the economic recovery, investors sought an opportunity to make money on tourism. Woo! Billions of euro dollars, that is billions with a B, were poured in an attempt to turn the southern suburbs of Night City into a blooming tourist resort. Construction, construction was well underway when the Unification War started. Most investors withdrew their funding, abandoning Pacifica and leaving it to the locals. We all know where that ended up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I mean, we can keep it in or not or whatever. Is Dogtown considered to be part of this? Yeah. Okay. I was wondering, because, like, I know I haven't been there yet, but you have, so you've gotten the lore and stuff on it. But I remember we saw a whole bunch of, like, in-process building shit. And mm -hmm. obviously, like, there's, like, the whole Las Vegas vibe. So, 
but they ended up having to abandon it because of the unification war. So that's like, that sounds like top town. Yeah, I know. And and especially with it being the Pacifica project and it being in the Pacifica area and turning it into the tourism resorts and then the unification war where, uh, you know what? Redacted, redacted, redacted. I am not going to get into any more of the Phantom Liberty lore. Okay, I just wanted to. I just want a confirmation on that, which I don't think that's too much spoil. That's not spoiler. No, we've we talked were, about I think that we before. Predicted that, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say that it is really cool walking around and seeing a lot of the things that they tried to start to build up. Um. Uh, in fact, I took this really amazing screenshot that I'll share to our Discord. Um, but you know what? First, let's go to our mid-break and I'll share my little story there. Welcome to the middle of the show where we talk about the show and not the lore of cyberpunk. And I'll try to keep this under 40% of the episode for today. Thank you so much to all of our lovely, lovely patrons. We have all 13 of you. Thank you so much for your continuous support of the show. We also did get a new review, a new five-star review to read out. Scuba Steve, we see you. We appreciate the fact that you went back and updated your review after continuing to listen to the show. So thank you so much, Scuba Steve. They've grown on me. Five stars. Still some very long, weird, long pauses. But they are trying and care, and that's all that matters in this world. No one else is doing them. So cheers to Jen and Toast. That would be y'all's rap group name, Jen and Toast. I mean, which also sounds kind of like a gin and tonic, which, yeah, gin and toast. Yeah. I was just to know, though, it's gin with a J. It is Jen with a J, yes. Mm-hmm. So keep leaving the reviews, keep dropping those ratings, subscribe to the show wherever you are listening to them, and we will continue to read them out. Thank you for all of the support, guys. All right, Toasty, let's get back into it and move the timeline forward to the Unification War. Uh, the Unification War from uh, 2069 to 2070. Um, we've talked about it a lot. Um, so I feel as if we've spoken on this to death. So if you're really interested in the full explanation of it, go check out our new Support 1 episode. Uh, because that was, what, the first time? But definitely not the last time we've talked about it. So. Oh, yeah. No, the Unification War touches into a lot of different areas that we've talked about. Um but definitely talked about one. on the unification war during some of the phantom liberty speculation videos or just talking about the stuff so yeah uh solomon reed morgan did we talk about it during the morgan blackhand probably um and then i think I, we probably touched on it as of like they talked about like he was working with the us government during this timeline and we were like well the unification war took place during this timeline mm-hmm. uh and then the news episodes i'm sure that we talked about it during that too um yeah 
Yeah, but the TLDR is that President Rosalind Myers wanted to reincorporate Night City into Noosa. So Lucius Rhine brought in Arasaka to prevent that, eventually leading to the signing of the Treaty of Unification in 2070. Which left Night City as its own independent uh, entity? Yeah, Yeah, city-state, right? Yeah, like the old Greek city-states. Or like how you try to get your city-states in civilization. True. But so moving on to 2070 to 2076 timeframe, uh, after the war, some investors tried to restart the Pacifica project, but they were met with resistance from the local comi- community, aka Bargus. No, uh, I'm sure for the Dogtown portion, yes. The other portion is general local community. The NCPD attempted to clear the area, but to no avail, because you're vastly underfunded, buddies. I'm so sorry. In fear of a bloodbath, the chief of the NCPD ordered the withdrawal, and soon afterwards, city council shut down all city services there to force the locals to leave. This attempt proved unsuccessful. Slowly, Pacifica turned into a new combat zone within the Night City area. In the following years since their comeback, Arasaka extended its dominion over Night City. They were able to take out a number of corporate rivals and build their impressive yet ominous Arasaka waterfront in Watson. In 2072, an outbreak of zoonotic disease called the Rat Fever occurred in the city. In 2074, Night City celebrated the 80th anniversary since its founding. That same year, a cyber-psycho attack in Kabuki caused the death of three citizens. Noosa President Rosalind Myers, after hearing of said events, offered to help protect the NC citizens with forces from Militech. These words were sharply criticized by the Night City Police Commissioner at the time. It's funny because they didn't offer much in the way of help after the nuke but like a cyber psycho kills three people and it's like you want some help like fucking what like hundreds of people are probably dying in this city a day and you think they care about like three of them so much that they're gonna incorporate your help into it right oh it's funny to me yeah no Um, that that doesn't make sense at all In 2076, the city's birth rate fell by 7%, becoming the third worst decline in North America. That, it makes sense to me. Uh, Because people who, from like a real world perspective, if you don't feel that the area you live in is safe enough to raise children, you would do whatever it would take to not get pregnant. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's also other like facets to it, right? Like. The upcrease in uh, chrome, I was trying to think of the word, in the, I don't know, the Mr. Stud, and the, what is it, the Miss Venus, or the, the, the Venus or something, I don't know, I can't remember what it is. But it's like also these like parts, and I'm sure contraceptives are fucking super easy to get your hands on, or oh, just selective conception, or like just no conception, like things that you can get probably as well. So 
Well, they're in the books too. Because uh, we've talked about contraceptive, uh, the, whatchamacallit, one of the characters that we read about in Danger Gal dossier had an implant that was listed on their character sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it it just seems like as the I, I think it's kind of thing as the technology increases that that would just be the case. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like Phillies are probably a good chunk of people that have babies unexpectedly rather than like by choice. Right. So I'm trying to think of any of the the only kids that I can think of that we interact with in 2077 are Rivers kids or Rivers sisters kids and then the yeah. kids who were abducted in that uh mission that you do with them. I mean there's ones walking oh. around in the street but like obviously they're not like I don't think it it's too common and the only pregnant woman that I can think of seeing is the uh, Valentino dude you fight his girl? She's mm-hmm. pregnant because mm-hmm. I caught him today, and so I that's fresh in my mind. And I can't think of any other pregnant person. We don't actually see her pregnant, so I guess that one doesn't count. Uh, there's another side hustle where you've got a the dude asks you to investigate his girlfriend because he thinks that she's cheating, but really she's just going to the, to the doctor and she finds out she's pregnant. Um, okay. But yeah, so, and this is what, Oh, this is like the year before. So obviously that that's a big, and the other thing about it is like with statistics like that, when they're talking about like birth rate, like and stuff like 7% is a huge number. Yeah, and if we're being completely open and honest here, birth rate does not necessarily mean pregnancy rate. It's also true. So, so. yeah, fair enough. Let's move forward uh, to 2077. Now, real animals in Night City are more than a rarity to behold. And while cats were said to be the last ones to disappear, it is still possible to encounter them in a precious few locations, like my apartment. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then modded so that way I can have a kitty in every apartment. Also, uh, what's, I can't remember the name. I think there's a name for that cat, but there's one that's like outside Bix. Oh, uh uh-huh. Yep. That one too. And then a couple in cutscenes, Johnny interacted with a cat once and it weirded me out. That is weird. Hmm. Uh, uh, During the Takamura mission. Where you're like, yeah. Okay, sorry. Tangent. Uh, The Night City Environmental Task Force had been using stray cats to address the rat plague in Watson. Maybe that's why all the cats are hairless is because they were sent into the radioactive areas to clear out the rad rats. Fair? I don't think that there's that many radioactive places anymore. And Watson, especially that one's one of the. Okay. I guess. It's I guess true. it depends on location because the corp zone that was bombed was in a different spot than the corp zone. Now, I don't know. There, yeah, that, and well, I guess we don't really know what rat fever, what the symptoms, or like what that disease caused, but it could have caused hair loss. 
Yeah, that's true. All right. Where these animals can be found, it is clear that they are taken care of by the city citizens, at least in terms of primary needs, although it does appear that they remain unowned due to the absurdly extortionate pet tax. Birds have also been occasionally sighted. <gasps> Kitties are not doing their job. 18 mile radius. Mm. Uh, and then on a side note, power outages are a very common occurrence in the city. Which I guess makes sense. The corpse probably suck all the power and leave little for everyone else. It's just how it is. Mayor Ryan was due for re-election in 2077. Councilman Jefferson Perales, a staunch, a, a staunch adversary of corporate influence, planned to run against him. Ryan unexpectedly died with the official cause of death attributed to the implants regulating his heart malfunctioning. Deputy Mayor Weldon Holt became acting mayor, and a new election was called in which both Holt and Perales announced they would run, along with several other unidentified candidates, meaning the ones that had no hope of winning. Perales eventually prevailed over Holt and the other candidates in the election winning either a majority or a plurality of the vote and became the next mayor of night city. And okay. then people spy on him and he goes crazy. And if you tell him, he's like, does, does he kill himself if you tell him or I think yeah. so? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I guess weirdly enough, don't do the right thing in the situation. Cause it's night city. And I have had to have that message beaten into me several, several times. Doing the right thing is never the right thing. I mean, sometimes it's okay. Like, I like the little, like, small one where you can, like, when you fight the Valentino, like, uh, for the beat on the brat or whatever quest, like, you can let him keep his money, or keep the money and take the car, or vice versa, or give him both the money and the car. If you want to be a bit nicer, I usually let him keep the money and take the car. Yeah, that's what I do too. Which, you know, having him having a pregnant girlfriend kind of is a little bit of like an emotional, like tug on the heartstring for that one. Oh, yeah. Because you don't want to leave him broke as fuck with a baby on the way <laughs> and rent due. I think you mentioned that too. So. Uh, greed. Night City. You. City of Dreams. <laughs> and nightmares and a lot of crazy shit that's happened over the decades mm -hmm. and I still love running around it oh. I love flying around it alright I love riding around it on a motorcycle I do a lot of that too I like beelined the I, I did get to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to beeline the quest here a little bit just so that I can get to Jaggy's Arch. And then once I did that, I went back to just doing gigs. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, recently, I took a, uh, an Aldecala car out into the middle of the Badlands and just got on top of the car and just sat there. Or I crouched there and then was like looking up, just kind of watching the stars and seeing what I could see. I wanted a Lucy and David moment. I was about to say you were like 
You were in your Lucy and David era. Yes. I should rewatch Edge Runners. All right, dude, we've definitely talked quite a bit about Night City, and I don't think that I really have anything more to add other than like what Night City's going through right now with V. Um, and mm, but if you want, you know, all of those details, just go play the game. Right? Play the game. And probably next month we'll talk about it a little bit. So mm-hmm. We can get there. Yeah. So, but I mean, there's there's some other facets and stuff to get behind. That was just the history. Yeah. There's so much other stuff involved. <laughs> there's all the individual districts. There are key players from different parts of town. There are so much more to get to within yep. our night city. So let's wrap it up here for the night. Uh, you can give us a follow on Twitter at Cyberpunk Lore or patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast, where you can get early access to the show, a second episode almost every week with things that we cut from the maiden feed uh, for both time and just it's two nerds being two nerds and having some laughs together. If you would like more of me nerding out, you can catch me on the Two Girls One Ship podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. We are now in our Dragon Age Inquisition phase, which will last us the rest of 2023. Uh, And if you want more of me, uh, you can check out the Witcher Lorecast, uh, where we talk about all things Witcher. Uh, and I am also a part of the Cyberpunk Red Lively podcast, Cyberpunked, Cyberpunk Apostrophe D, that I do with the Fumbling Four and Almighty Crit Gang. And at the end of every episode, we shout out Miracle of Sound for being amazing and allow his music to be freely used. We use clips and snips from the Neon Red instrumental remix as part of the intro, mid-break, and outro. So go give Miracle of Sound a follow. And while you're out there, stay safe in Night City. Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi. I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at 3 Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using 3 thoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell.